four of rock's greatest composers came from just two bands. On Kinks and Beats Daily, we take a look at the songs and albums that exemplify the highlights of John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ray Davies, and George Harrison. Hello. Welcome to episode five of Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm Tony Fry, your host, and I'm glad you're joining me today. Happy Friday if you're listening to this in real time. Today we're going to talk about one specific version of a Beatles classic that is different than any other version. And we're talking about the song Let It Be, which was uh, primarily a Paul McCartney jam, if not entirely. John later claimed that it was entirely Paul, but we, we can't know for sure. And we're specifically talking about the version that appeared on the Let It Be album. Okay, there are a ton of different mixes of this song that have been officially released uh, for various reasons. The, the The sessions that produced Let It Be began, they were called the Get Back Sessions. They began uh, in early 1969, and it was supposed to be a return to just being a live band in the studio that would culminate in a live performance somewhere. Uh, and because of that, there was a lot of jam sessions. There was a lot of uh, retakes and stuff like that because they weren't doing the overdub. So the band had to get it right. And so there was this, and it was being filmed for a movie. So they had to, they had to, you know, keep going back and doing things over as they fleshed out the the meat and potatoes of this song. The song is a classic. It was a number one hit. Everybody knows it. It's one of the Beatles' most famous songs uh, ever. It's been covered a thousand times. There's not much you can say about the song itself. Uh, It's a simple tune over simple chord progressions. Uh, It's beautiful. The words are nice. Okay, great. It's Let It Be. Excuse me. The single was released March 6th, 1970. The album was released May 8th, 1970. Now, the the thing to note here is that the single was produced by George Martin, who had, to that point, reproduced everything the Beatles had touched. The album, however, was released by Phil Spector. And Phil Spector uh, edited the form a little bit, so the album version is a hair longer. He bumped up the strings, so they were more prevalent. He... uh, bumped up the background vocals, so they're more prevalent. But most importantly to today's conversation, he chose what is arguably George Harrison's finest guitar solo. And I say that reluctantly because I could could name five or six different guitar solos that deserve to be considered his best. But Phil Spector did a lot wrong with the whole Let It Be album. He did something wrong with this particular song. I don't like, uh, you hear in the beginning when it's quiet and soft, you hear uh, Ringo's hi-hat doing 16th note subdivisions. It's not actually Ringo. Ringo's just hitting the hi-hat on the beat once. And you can hear that in the single version. And Phil Spector added a delay effect to give it the illusion that he was playing 16th notes. But the delay is not perfect, and so the, the, the 16th don't always match in time. 
So that's that's always just been something that irritated me. And I'm not crazy. I I prefer the uh, the more stripped version that we hear on the single that where the strings are a little bit lower in the mix and there's not as many background vocals and stuff. But what he did do right was this guitar solo. <clears throat> to my count, there are four different guitar solos available on official releases. And uh, and this is just on record. I'm not counting uh, anything that's seen in the movies. Obviously, I'm not counting bootleg versions because there are a ton of bootlegs from this period because there was so much material recorded, hundreds of hours of material recorded. So there's the Let It Be album, which we're talking about today. There's the Let It Be single, which uh, includes a completely different guitar solo. There's the Let It Be naked version which came out i believe in 2003 and what that did was it was uh paul's attempt to rewrite the production of this album and stripped back all the phil specter stuff and they flew in for that one a completely different guitar solo so they didn't go back to the same solo they used on the single they just this is a completely new song with a different single, completely different mix. Uh, I actually really like the Let It Be Naked mix, but I'm not a big fan of the guitar, guitar solo. And then there's the Anthology 3 guitar solo, which is not, which is the fourth uh, one on this list. All of the three that aren't on the album feature a more affected guitar solo. He's got... Um, a ton of effects on it on the guitar it's more subdued it's lower on the guitar he's playing it down uh one of them is played almost entirely in like first or second position um but the let it be album is a screaming solo so he records they record the the song harrison goes back and overdubs a new solo in uh, on april 30th of 1969 that one becomes the single he then goes back on January 4th, records a new solo for it. That's the one that becomes on the album. Now, the timeline is weird. He records a new solo January 4th, 1970. The George Martin song, or produced version, is released three months later on March 6th. Phil Spector goes in at the end of March to produce, to reproduce, uh, the album and uses the new one that comes out on May 8th. But if you listen to the March 6th single, you can actually hear George's January overdubs that weren't used. You can hear the, the solo being played faintly in the background. And then you can hear um, the, the lead guitar coming in during the last refrain of the chorus on the single it's just pulled back uh in the mix and that's the thing with with tape when they were recording on tape back in those days um you couldn't really erase something completely and it bled over into other tracks and and so there are a lot of instances on beatles records in particular where they would go back and overdub something and you can hear trace elements of what they were recording over 
still on there. This wasn't the case, though, because obviously um, they didn't record over anything. They just pulled it back. They just zeroed out the, the levels. But there was some bleed on other tracks. So people who were listening to the single in March got a peek. If they were good listeners with headphones on, they got a peek to what was to come on the May 8th album release. So what makes this solo so great? <clears throat> Let It Be is kind of a soft song. It's very gentle. There's not a lot going on. Uh, Ringo's drum work is very subdued. You know, even for ballads, sometimes he would really be given it the rock and roll treatment. Um, <clears throat> the strongest part of this song is Billy Preston's organ, which adds a little, you know, oomph to the mix. But for all intents and purposes, this is a ballad, and it's a soft ballad, and it's a gentle ballad. And then on the album version, Harrison comes in with this screaming solo. The guitar tone is loud and overdriven, but not to the point of distortion. But this is not just a plug into the amp and play solo. He is cranking it and you can tell in the studio this was recorded loud and it's higher on the guitar than some of the other solos were and there's uh it's basically a blues solo over non-blues changes because the he bends in and out of notes and the vibrato that he uses just makes that guitar scream and it's such a stark contrast to the everything in the song leading up to it. So it's like, it's like kind of his final statement as a Beatle where he was, you know, just like laid it all out there and was like, yeah, you wrote a pretty song, but I'm still the lead guitar player for the greatest rock band of all time. And he just digs into it and what makes it cool. And this is probably why this wasn't used as the single. But during the last refrain of the chorus, George starts um, playing these little lead licks in between Paul's vocals. And Paul historically had a problem with this. He tried to do it on Hey Jude, and um, we've never heard it. So that tells you where that argument went. And then it was actually the source of the now famous argument during the Let It Be sessions where George says, I'll play whatever you want me to play or I won't play at all. Whatever will make you happy. That was, they weren't talking about Hey Jude, but he was referring to their arguments about Hey Jude just a few months prior. So the, the reason I think that the single has the inferior solo is because Paul didn't want it. It's got nothing to do with George Martin. Paul didn't want it on there. Um, and I think that was a mistake. And if I'm wrong, and it was all George Martin, it was a mistake on George Martin's part. Now, what kind of mistake is it? Well, the single uh, was the highest uh, chart debut in the Beatles history. It debuted at number six, uh, which was the highest at the time. It went on to be number one. It uh, cemented a whole bunch of records for the band. It, it, they tied Elvis with most consecutive years to chart a number one hit. Uh, Lennon and McCartney became the the 
first songwriting duo to have seven consecutive years of a number one hit. I mean, it it did fine with the inferior solo, but it was a mistake. And so what I want you to do, and I'm going to say this time and time again, I think it's the best way to experience music nowadays, because very few of us have real good audio equipment at home. The days of having a, a record player or stereo system that was a piece of furniture are gone. And we're listening, streaming on our phones with earbuds connected via Bluetooth. So the degradation of audio quality is amplified a little bit at every step, right? It's, it's degraded by being an MP3 file. Then it's degraded by being streaming. Then it's degraded by being uh, sent through Bluetooth. Then it's degraded by being on little tiny earbud headphones. The the so you're not really experiencing music at its full power. So unless you've got a great system at home or in your car, if you have one of the cars that still has a CD player in it, um, I think put on some good headphones, close your eyes, and just take it all in at once and really get immersed in the mood that Paul and the Beatles set leading up to the solo, right? Let, let yourself uh, embrace that softness and that calm and then just take in George's solo. I mean, if it doesn't send chills down your spine, I don't think you're as musically inclined as you think you are because it is a, a, an amazing piece of, of, you know, composition, um, production, guitar tone, technique. It's just, it's got everything you want in a quality guitar solo. And anybody, and this doesn't happen much, but you do get people, uh, a lot of, a lot of Paul fans are kind of anti-George sometimes. And we'll, you know, say things like, you know, Paul is the greatest drummer in the Beatles and the greatest guitar player in the Beatles and the greatest, you know, everything. And it's just not the case. George Harrison was uh, the best guitar player in the Beatles, hands down. And this guitar solo, nobody else in the band would have produced something as good as this with the finesse and the touch. So I want you to just listen to the album version. The 1970 album, not the single, not the past master on um, past masters, not the anthology version, not the let it be naked version, not a bootleg version that you might have laying around. Listen to this, the album version produced by Phil Spector with what I believe to be the best George Harrison guitar solo until I make that claim about another solo in a future podcast. All right. I wish I could uh, play it for you right here. I, I know I mentioned that before, but it would just help. All right. That wraps up today. Tomorrow or tomorrow, Saturday. We don't we're not going to update on the weekends. This is going to be Monday through Friday kind of daily your work day. Monday, uh, we're going back to the kinks and a song that has been ripped off by some pretty famous bands. Okay. Swing by iTunes. This podcast is now available on iTunes and the Google Play Music. And we're still waiting 
on Google Podcasts, but that whole process is goofy. Uh, it's also available in other places that you download your podcast. But go to Apple. That was a real well said, Tony. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. I know you're tired of hearing podcasters say it. I'm already tired of saying it, and it's only the fifth episode. But it does help us, and the more listeners we get, the more of these we can do. And we want to keep doing them. I did the math. If I just do the Beatles released versions, none of the solo stuff. If I just do the Beatles, this podcast is going to take two years to complete. Um at the current rate of every other day doing a Beatles. And then that doesn't even include the fact that the kinks recorded for like 35 years. So we want this to last a long time. So go to Apple and uh, leave us a review and a good rating. All right. I will see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend and enjoy listening to let it be the album version and that great George guitar solo. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.